I'm Alex Keller. And I'm Mike Harding. This is the Film Fantastic Voyage. Mike, it's finally happened. I don't have a good intro. Oh, shit. I don't know what to say. Well, hey, dude, how, how you feeling? I'm tired. Yeah? No, I'm fine. For folks at home, uh, the last episode, you're a bit uh, you're a bit under the weather. Oh, yeah. However, However. You're, sounding, uh, you're sounding pretty healthy. Yeah, I guess. As healthy as you can be. Um was allergy season though it was kind of funny went straight from a cold i was like ugh, i feel terrible and then got out of the cold and then i had huge allergy attacks and i was like everything sucks <laughs> yeah man what do they call that hay fever maybe it's all this ragweed I... <laughs> well, that's what it is ragweed isn't that what they call what it what is ragweed i believe it's called it I'm looking it up rag, now. Rag, rag, that's, is that like a, uh, I mean, that's probably just me living under a rock, not knowing what the hell that is, but. I, I don't know. I'm going to look up ragweed. Okay, so ragweed, uh, it looks like a kind of plant. It's a pollen. It just, it's in the air. Like, if you look it up, it'll be like, today's got oh, pollen in the air. Okay, people with seasonal allergies may feel symptoms. And then it says Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, moderate, 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 moderate. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yay. All right. I'm guessing that's the local forecast. It might be. That might be what I'm allergic to. Who knows? I don't want to go to the doctor. Hey, um, figured out. Voyagers, if anybody else is suffering from ragweed allergies, why don't you leave us some comments and, and uh, write about your ex- uh, experiments, experiences, <laughs> and experiments. Yeah, maybe you got some good uh, home remedies for that. <laughs> I picture someone out there with a ragweed allergy that's just basically sniffing ragweed just because it gets them off. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, there's some sick people out there. Well, maybe it's the same thing as, like, maybe they like the, it's a pleasant scent, like flowers. Oh. Maybe not. Who yeah. knows? I can't smell very well in general, so I don't really know what flowers smell like. Me neither. I can't people smell. People love roses. I can tell you. Yeah. So, for anybody joining us, uh, anybody new to the Filmtastic Voyage, uh, listen, we're your, we're co-hosts talking about movies, talking about TV sometimes, talking about video games. You see those moving pictures on your screen? That's what we're talking about. 24 frames per second, or up to 60 sometimes, depending That's on right. the medium. Or no frames per second if it's a, if it's a mu- music. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's sixty frames, that's like when stuff looks like like gacky and stuff. Well, unless video like games, gack. you want video games to be nice and smooth, sixty frames per second. Oh, are all all video games are sixty? All uh, ones that matter. Wow, most <laughs> ones that matter. Most it's either thirty or sixty. Most uh, either depending on how much you know access they have, like how much technology they're using up, how much graphics and shit. We'll either lock it at thirty or sixty. Uh huh. Um, most games that don't usually sometimes games have a floating uh, f- frame rate, which is usually a little annoying. Where it will go smooth and unsmooth, and it's like oh, just, weird. just lock it in. It, I prefer. Huh. Uh, kids these days fucking love their sixty frames per second. They get all pissy if a game isn't sixty frames per second. I don't give a fuck. Like, why do they care though? 
because it's smooth, it looks nice. Just because, well, it's good for. Well, it depends. If it's a game that's sort of competitive, you want them extra frames for the reaction time. Oh uh, yeah, it's funny, man. I, you know, I think I think kids, kids these days just don't understand how good they have it. Yeah, I remember when 32 bits was like a big fucking revolution. You remember that? Yeah, but those actually old timey games had pretty good frame rates though too, though. Yeah, I think um, old like Smash Bros on like GameCube had like 60 frames per second. It was silky smooth, wow. buttery smooth. Um, I remember I used to play like World of Warcraft at like 12 frames per second because my computer sucked. So that wasn't fun. 12 frames per second. Jumping puzzles were, or yeah. jump, jump or platforming sections were really hard. I can imagine that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Technology, the big T. I can't keep up with it. I was watching a video today about how ray tracing <laughs> is the big new thing in real-time graphics. Ray tracing already exists in rendered graphics, but real-time graphics, ray tracing hasn't existed yet. What? Um, can you say that again in English, sir? <laughs> it's I don't know. It's kind of complicated. Ray tracing is um, it has to do with the way like like photon like computerized photons and shit like that. Huh. It's a it's a way of rendering shadows and reflections. Okay. And so there's a cool demo actually that the um, Industrial Light and Magic and Unreal uh, just released. It was a little Star Wars thing where it's like a bunch of shiny stormtroopers and Captain Phasma. It's like this is all real time graphics. Whoa. Oh, okay. So it's like, like it's, um, like when you're in the game, playing the game, this stuff is happening while you're playing. So it's processing that while, yeah, in while, real you're time, real while you're time playing, while you're playing. Um, as opposed to like a, like a what, like a cutscene? Well, yeah, well, most cutscenes are pre rendered, which means that the computer, like, pre- right now, real time cutscenes or, or real time graphics will ne- won't be able to achieve the fidelity that you can with regular rendering. Everything yeah. you see in like movies is rendered. But, you know, and everything in video games is rendered real-time. And there's a lot of things. You see there's a lot of cool videos, like um, Neil Blomkamp's working a lot with uh, real-time rendering with the Unre- uh, Unity right now. Seeing a lot of cool, completely CG things. Really? And I'm seeing a lot of cool new uh, developments with um, sort of uh, facial motion capture. Like, they create, like, essentially, like, oh. um, for lack of, it's called, uh, for, we use Alembic files, but... Um, it's like a, they scan the face and they kind of put it into the computer. And so it's like playing. It's like this like it's kind of like stop motion where it's like a bunch of different individual captured full 3D scans playing in 24 frames a second or whatever, 60 frames a second. Huh. And um, then you can kind of morph in stuff. There's a cool little Andy Circus demo I saw the other day, too. That was like that. Although the problem with that kind of thing is it doesn't really get the simulation aspect of. The human face because it makes everything look a poof, poofy, a little like <laughs> a little chubby. Because like faces have like what what those kind of things can get right now is like skin sliding over bone. Oh yeah, and that kind of real subtle. Because how do you shit. calculate that shit? Exactly, you know what I mean? like that kind of stuff. Like when you do like a full three D scan, you play that back. You know, you can't. It doesn't. It's not simulation. It's just right. surface scan data, and you can do all the stuff you, like with you know subsurface scattering and all your bells and whistles to make your skin look good and stuff but it still is that weird imperceptible 10 percent that isn't quite there that probably won't be there um, unless you can you know do the simulation or at least cheat it right yeah but still pretty cool but when it gets to like non-human characters then it looks pretty great oh yeah i, I yeah because that's just pure imagination right there yeah a bunch of aliens you know? and robots orcs robots aliens dinosaurs anything you want yep you know yeah. Um, well, listen, man. I mean, the last time I did, uh, last time I participated in anything like that, I believe I was in 
middle school, and I, you know, it's one of these discovery museums for kids, right? And you go into this thing, and this camera takes a, a three sixty, you know, scan of your face. And I remember they printed it out for you. That's cool to be to be amazed by, right? But you look at this thing, and it's like uh, you remember Goldeneye for N sixty four, of course. It was like that. It was basically a flat photo of my face on a uh, like on you know some uh, spheric oval shaped uh, thing. Mm, I see. Yeah. Well, pretty underwhelming. We've come a long way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Goldeneye uh, looks pretty bad. As long as you really think about it. Uh, no, I was thinking. I was watching a James Bond movie, and we're not, we don't need to get into it because I keep talking about it. We, I talk. Hey, I, I watch a James Bond movie like walk every, me through every it, month. Man. I watch Moonraker. That movie's terrible. Yeah, but like, how come there's not like a? What happened to all the James Bond video games? Like, Star Wars Battlefront uh, went through some shit and. Kind of, they fixed it, and I started playing it again, and goddamn, that game was fun. Uh-huh. But like, how come there's not like a James Bond equivalent where it's like a big celebration of all these movies, and it's like you play <laughs> multiplayer games and all the maps, kind of like GoldenEye, but like, you know, it's like more modern. I think it'd be cool. You know, um, spy shit. What are, you, are you talking about like a, a massive multiplayer? No, just like a regular shooter, shooter multiplayer oh, okay. game. Or yeah, I don't know. Or like, uh, I guess if I had to choose, if I said like, I guess if you were to make a modern James Bond game, it would kind of kind of be like uh, well, the new Wolfenstein game, where it's a bit of stealth, a bit of shooting, uh, something like that. I, I bet you anything, there will be a James Bond game that is is uh, you know pretty great sometime in the future. Maybe, but I I think the problem with James Bond video games really is there was one that stood out as being. Fantastic! This fan Goldeneye was like j- almost a fluke. It's, you know what I mean? It's like okay, we're just taking a we're it's just a, a it's just a movie video game tie-in, mm-hmm. and we're just making this thing and whatever, right? Like there's on paper, there's no reason f- for it to be good, but almost by accident, or just because Rareware was that amazing, yeah. like they made it a really good game, and then every James Bond game I played after that, like. Sure, maybe it was fine, but it wasn't that. I liked The World Is Not Enough a lot, but I think the best Goldeneye game is Time Splitters. Same team, so oh yeah, or at least a good amount of the team. I think they put was a Free Radical or whatever they were called. Uh, they're not right. in business anymore. But Time Splitters, man, Time Splitters Two specifically, that was good times. I never, I never played the first one. I only played the second one. Yeah, that... first, well, the second one, the first one was like a PlayStation Two exclusive, I think. So that's oh, why I never played okay. it. The second one was great, though. Did never you play yours on GameCube too? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, never played the third one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, untold hundreds of hours playing multiplayer in that game. Oh with yeah, the buds just fighting the AI. Yeah, man, and you can make your own multiplayer levels, even though it didn't really give you much room for like customization. But it was still one of those things where it's like, dude, I can make my own multiplayer level, and it was like. Pretty fucking, like, they made it actually pretty fucking, like, easy to do and have it work, yeah. you know? Do you, I remember I made a level that was just the cheesiest, like, uh, just a, just cheesing the AI. Fest. I would make, so I made a big hallway, and at the end of the hallway was a turret. And I would spawn, <laughs> make the enemy type the slowest enemies, usually zombies, and I would choose a, choose a fast type. Because you know they had little stats. I just run at the end of the hallway, get on the turret, and just mow down all these AI. <laughs> me and my buddy until we got like a thousand points, 
And there was no, you know, you don't get anything for doing that many kills. It was just a lot of fun. Right, yeah. I made a couple of other levels. None of them were that good. The only pro- the only complaint I had with that game, and it's it, it didn't ruin the enjoyment for me, but I felt like the multiplayer AI mm-hmm. was way too skilled. Like, what I mean by that is they could do things that players couldn't do. Ah, cheating. Like, they could roll out of the way, and they could, like, duck and, like... Well, you can duck and jump and shit, but, like, they could do all this stuff, like... Like, they were animated in a way that the players couldn't move. Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, this is, like, a little... This is a little weird, but I'm fine with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, That was a good game. Did you ever uh, play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and make levels in that game? Um, I own the third one. Yeah, that's the best one. And the third one was amazing for making levels. Yeah. Made a My good amount God. of levels. I think yeah. I, I made more levels in, like, Tony Hawk's Underground, where you could actually walk around. Oh. But uh, that was a fun game. Tony Hawk's Underground 2, though, not so much. <laughs> um, Tony Hawk's Underground 2 was like, hey, you like Jackass? This this game is Jackass. Like, God damn it, what happened? Yeah. Tony Hawk, I think... Uh, they started doing weird things, huh? With yeah. with their games. Wasn't there one where you're literally just skating downhill the whole time or something? Oh yeah, I think it was called Downhill Jam or something <laughs> like that. And there was one where the guitar like, is really successful. Let's make a, a skateboarding version of it, but it didn't work. Oh and yeah. And everyone was like, "This sucks," and they, you know, no one bought it, and it was a big failure. Um, and then they made a remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One through Three, I think, and but they the people who made it didn't like it looked it had no art direction and like it kind of was very glitchy and it was like this is a big waste of time my question about that is why make a remake people love those games but it was like a half-assed people love those games let's get some money remake yeah i mean because my whole my whole thing is like those games seem to be this thing where literally all you're doing is just you're you're uh synthesizing these um real locations right mm-hmm to be levels and then i mean there's a campaign mode but that it's not like a story mode or anything tony hawk's underground has story mode oh does it yeah, with characters and shit <laughs> and cameos and various i don't know skateboarders is it like a dagobah situation where you meet tony hawk on dagobah sure i recall <laughs> it's basically like you have a, and a hot shit friend are doing skateboarding things when your friend betrays you and you have to like outskate him or something oh fun that no, right. yeah. I mean, I'm sure at the time it, there was some kids that loved that, but it was fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I enjoyed that. There's, you know, there's a lot of games where they really put a lot of effort into their um, customize customization stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Hawk is one where you, oh, you can make your own skater, you can make your own levels. Time Splitters Two was another one where it's like you can make your own levels. Um, one game that I would never play otherwise, but it had the best customization shit I think I've ever seen is, um, I think it was WrestleMania 2000. Oh, those have really good customization stuff. Like, but it was one of them in particular for the N64. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know the one. But like the like that series, if the, I think it's the same series because there's a series where you can go really, really crazy with your character customization. Yeah. WWE something or other. Yeah, and that was always so much fun, man. I would make uh, like Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles oh, wow. and Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar and Drew Carey. Like basically anything a middle school kid is is invested in at all. That you know what I mean? It was like 
oh, I obviously eat McDonald's and watch Whose Line Is It Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to throw all those guys in there. I think I played that game, but I didn't know no, nothing about no wrestlers, and uh, I did, it was my friend's copy, so I didn't make any characters. So I would just play a Sting, because like, this guy looks yeah, cool. Yeah. He's got cool makeup. Sting was... Dude, when I was actually watching wrestling, Sting was my go-to. Like, And then you realize... like. I don't know if this happened to you. Well, but, I never watched wrestling, so probably not. Okay, but but you probably still had this realization somewhere down the line. Because I knew about Sting before I knew about the movie The Crow. And then when I was introduced to the movie The Crow, I'm like, wait. Oh, no, I never had that realization. Because it was just like, it's a guy in makeup, whatever. I thought he, I thought he was more like a ripoff of a Kiss. Oh. And so I was like, this guy looks like the guy from Kiss, but a wrestler. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, he went on to... Um, he went on to change his look after the Dark Knight came out, and he changed it to look like the Heath Ledger Joker. I'm, How'd that work out for him? Uh, uh, probably pretty poorly. Is he still a wrestler? I don't know. You know, well, okay, so someone explained to me the whole um, the whole thing with, like, WCW and WWF and, like, the whole, like, what was going on with that. And... Um, like apparently, uh, yeah, that's that's him right there. Uh, um, that's kind of bad. <laughs> like, look at that. For the audience at home, you should really Google image uh, Sting at, with Joker makeup because it it actually it happened. Um, anyways, so I th- I think it was um, I forget who it was, but basically, do do you want to know? Are you interested in this at all? Well, sure, whatever. Okay, so. When my brother and I were watching wrestling, I I was in middle school and I think he was, you know, early high school, right? And we watched WCW. And for me, that was like, oh, this is what wrestling is. But apparently what what was going on was um like there was there is WWF, which has been around for a while. Now it's WWE. Well now it's WWE. Because WWF is that uh like a nature thing. Right, but back then it was it was WWF, right? And that was owned by Vince McMahon and whoever whatever company owned that. And then another network decided to start their own wrestling le- wrestling league called WCW. Oh yeah, and WCW was founded by Ted Turner. Ah, yes, Ted Turner. So what happened was WCW was paying their wrestlers more money than WWF was paying their wrestlers. Mhm. So when when I was watching WCW, it was this whole thing where like, oh hey, we have WCW going on, and then this weird like underground faction called NWO was like slowly infiltrating the WCW and trying to take over the this ring. Storyline? Yes, this was a storyline in WCW, right? That's pretty cool. But what was happening was it was these people from, <laughs> it was these people from WWF that whatever broke their contract or whatever they quit WWF and came over to WCW and WCW was writing it into the show that these wrestlers were coming over in the form of NWO and then and then you know I got out of wrestling and didn't watch it didn't care about it after that right and then all of a sudden WCW was just gone it was just gone yeah and I was like man I like I wonder what happened what happened was WCW was taking these characters that were owned. The characters were owned by WWF. 
Mm. But WCW was like, yeah, you know, be your character, right? You can be Hulk Hogan. You can be whoever. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting sued or maybe threatened to be sued by mm-hmm. WWF because WWF was like, hey, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just do this. Lawyer up, asshole. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that whole thing was was really interesting. Oh, well, I mean, wrestling's still going strong. People like it. Yeah, and you know, nowadays it's like more family friendly than it was, which is strange. Well, it's because I feel it's like a it's like soap opera. It's fun. I don't watch it, but I um used to be like wrestling stupid. But as I, like after like as I grew older, I'm like, no, this is kind of this. I get why this is very entertaining. Oh yeah, I think it's because wrestling when I was a kid was the whole like, oh, we're a bunch of bad boys. You know, it was the, whatever, whatever you call that that era. What, what's that era called? Oh, I don't know. But it's like everything was all like, like mature and like sexy, and everyone's wearing like fishnets and shit. And right, yeah. And I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. And then I now I realize, oh, okay, like it's cool. It's like a little, it's like a little soap opera. It's fun. Look at all the fun characters doing fun stuff, and they're also wrestling. I hear that a lot of um, like sitcom writers and maybe soap opera writers, like in in their off season, they'll write hmm. arcs for for wrestling. I want to see what like. Um, <laughs> Like Charlie Kaufman's uh, <laughs> WWE arc looks like. Oh God! Also, uh, it's it's also and uh, all wrestlers have to go through acting courses, right? I'm sure they Which do. Is pretty cool, and you got you got a couple of uh, big ones uh, on the silver screen right now. Like, well, there's The Rock, of course, and Dave Batista. Dave Batista, yeah. Well, he's like an actor. Yeah. Or at least he's trying to be. Yeah, and then you and then you get the uh, the the wrestlers that try to act but can't quite do it. Like, like Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, he's had Steve his, Austin. His sure. Steve Austin. That's another that's one. Goldberg. Couple. I don't. He, he was in. Uh, I think. He, was he in the Goldbergs? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like Universal Soldier or something. Oh. Yeah. With I think he was the villain in Universal Soldier. Is there a guy named Kane? Yes. Okay. Because I see Kane. like Kane in shitty sci-fi movie, and I'm yeah. like, who's that guy? Kane was this guy that like he. At least when I was watching, um, he wore this like yeah, he wore this like red mask, oh, and he didn't talk, guy. and like he would, uh, you know, like this is like he looked like that, mm-hmm. where it's just like he has this mask on, doesn't talk, blah blah blah, and he was like the weird guy, you know what I mean? So whatever, I mean, fuck all that. Uh, Undertaker. There's Undertaker. Oh, he was in a. He was in uh, that uh, Hulk Hogan movie I, I saw. Which? Oh yeah. He was in a, what was it? Uh, Suburban Commando. <laughs> that movie's terrible. Yeah. God. Um. Oh yeah. And and um. Uh, Andre the Giant. That's another. Oh, one. Oh yeah. But I. He's, I he, he, that I don't ever consider him because it's like that was like the 70s, right? In the in the 80s. So it's like that yeah. feels like so long before. Like Roddy Piper, oh, yeah. he, he was in uh, what that, was it? That one movie, uh, that that they cult live. movie, yeah. They live, and he was in uh, Always Sunny. Um, man, I know I'm forgetting some, but anyways, yeah. well, basically, the, it's The Rock and everyone else, and and, bit, the, and, and of course, Batista. The Rock, yeah, David Batista and The Rock, and then the rest. Unfortunately, we'll see, you know, where they get to. So. Yeah, man, The Rock is like the new Arnold Schwarzenegger, isn't he? Just in terms I mean, of making, in terms of just making movies that people like and are, that are. Fun but stupid. 
He's uh yeah. He's got a good uh, good uh, good industry going. And you know the interesting thing is like I don't think anybody rags on him for it. Like it doesn't seem to hurt his career to be doing stuff like Baywatch or like R- Rampage. Or well, something. I think a that's kind of his thing. B it's their their mass market enjoyable movies. That's like who gives a fuck right. monsters? Am I right? And it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna get angry. At, like well, I don't get angry at movies, but. Like, who could possibly get angry at, like, only, like, the most, like, cinema should be for art kind of people that right, are going to get yeah. pissed off at Rampage. And, see, he's just, like, a based on interviews and quotes and all this stuff, he's just a stand-up guy, isn't he? He just seems like, yeah, you, it's like, you almost want to have him in your movie just because you know, like, you're going to have a good time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This guy's not gonna fuck with you. This guy's not gonna le- uh, leave you out to dry. Yeah, you know? I just remember thinking when uh, GI Joe two came out and like, and The Rock was cast, and like, it's weird that The Rock somehow lends legitimacy to this movie because that was before he was. I was still like, I was like faster and walking tall. He was the, on the uh, edge. The Rock. It was like still kind of like whatever. He was still coming into the fold. Yeah. What was the movie that I think it was Fast and Furious five that. Uh, Really propelled him into the into the limelight. Yeah, no, it's true, man. That that really like solidified his shit. Because I remember for a while, like it was like, oh, you know, The Rock is really is really dogging it. Like like um, there was a whole period of I don't know, maybe five years or something where it was like, like from Scorpion King to um, what was the one? It was the one with uh, Steve Carell. He's a spy. It was a remake. Was it Get Smart? Get Smart. Yeah, where where The Rock was like the villain in that. Or was he? I thought he was just some bumbling so and so. Does he become the villain? Yeah. Oh, he does. I never and saw it. And it's really poopy. Doom. That's another one. Oh gosh, Doom. Yeah. So he was, you know, he was swimming in those waters for a bit, but now he's. Now he basically has the capacity to do whatever the fuck he wants, it seems, right? Well, I would still be shocked if he showed up in some sort of real drama. Sure. And Southland Tales doesn't count because that movie was strange. No, I mean, like, yeah, like, I can imagine him in, like, a. He was in that movie, Be Cool. He he was. He showed up. I can't imagine him, like, I can imagine him, like, a Tarantino esque kind of, like, quote unquote drama in that Tarantino way, but I couldn't imagine him, like, a. You know, like a Paul Thomas Anderson type movie. Right, yeah. I would love to see him in a um, Quentin Tarantino movie. I think I think that'd be right up right up the right up Quentin's alley there. I think much like Stallone and much like Schwarzenegger and the rest of those types, I think he won't ever really leave the action genre. And he might dip his toe into drama, but it will be more of a curiosity than a yeah. than a full fledged thing. But who knows? I mean like, you know, he seems like uh, he's got a head in his shoulders. He might make it there if he wants to, but I don't think he wants to because why, why, why would he? He's, no, he's making money hand over fist yeah, doing what he's doing. He's uh, you know, saving skyscrapers and knocking over skyscrapers <laughs> and doing whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm still disappointed that that Rampage movie is nothing like the video game. You know, it's funny because you're the only person I've heard that said that, but you're also the only person I've heard say anything about Rampage the movie. Well, I'm not going to see it because I, I don't. I'll see. I, it's one of those movies like that's like a Netflix or whatever streaming service movie. Yeah, I ain't going to go to see it in the theaters. Yeah, um, that's how I feel about it. But uh, like, it looks like, uh, but like, I like that that game. You know, it was about a bunch of people getting turned to monsters and wrecking havoc. On and so I just feel like that would be more fun. But like, there's not a story there, so I see why they added some sort of story into it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time. Well, why is that crocodile in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
I mean, it's hard to say because now if that movie was to be something where it's like, hey, we follow these three heroes and then they and then they turn into monsters and then they turn back into them. Like a werewolf situation or something, right? Yeah. Like they're like, oh shit, we had a bad trip last night or something, all right? And they're like, oh fuck, like half the city's destroyed. I wonder why that happened. Mm. And then they find out that it's them. That would be a little silly. I guess. I guess this movie is current <laughs> is the best way you could go about doing adapting the story. Although I do, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but I feel that it doesn't happen in the movie. And if the Rock turned into a giant monster to fight more monsters, that would be what you want. I would love that. Maybe one of the monsters from I think the second rampage because there's different monsters in that right. There's three. Well, there's uh, I think the third one. The second one was Rampage World Tour, which I had the uh, N64. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know there was a there was like a third. There was a different lineup for the third. I think it was one. like Universal Tour or something. Yeah, there was like a big mouse. <laughs> of course, when I look it up, it's some fucking movie called Rampage Three. President Down? What the fuck is this? I don't know. I know that... Uh, <laughs> I think the first Rampage was directed by Uwe Boll, world notorious worst director living, or one of those guys. Right, yeah. And he's trying to sue the creators of Rampage, like uh, oh, whatever. the studio, for like, you took my movie title because um, he clearly doesn't know how things work. That's an open and shut case for against yeah. him. He should get sued in the other grounds. Uh, stop wasting him with time. Yeah, seriously. It's been a while since I've tried watching one of his movies. It's been a good... <laughs> I don't know. I think the novelty of eight him, years. I think the novelty of him making terrible movies stopped after like two thousand eight. Everyone yeah. got kind of like, look at this asshole, and everyone's like, now everyone's like, yeah, whatever. I, however, I would recommend wholeheartedly. Hey guys, if you want to have a good time, if you want to have a good time, get your friends together, get a bunch of alcohol or whatever the hell you do, uh, and watch um, in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale. Back to back with in the name of the king, uh, was it a tale of two worlds? Or I think it's just two worlds. Two or something. worlds. Speaking yeah. of Jason Statham and giant monsters, see the trailer for the Meg. No, Jason Statham fights a giant shark. That's amazing. Um, it looks. Are we talking Megalodon? Yeah. Okay. It looks pretty goofy. Like, um, like far more, far more. Lighthearted and less serious than than your typical shark movie, I think. No, oh, yeah. But still, um, I won't see it because I don't like open water and it creeps me out. D- like on screen? Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, well, you like Jaws. Yeah, but it doesn't. They don't really go under the water that much in Jaws. Oh, okay. Oh, this is like okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, it's been a little while since I've seen Jason. The last thing I've s- I saw him in was. Uh, Furious Seven, and I you uh, know, Furious Eight. You should see that one. And Furious Eight. And now he's doing I a spinoff with The Rock, and everyone's kind of like, "Well, didn't he kill that everyone's best friend Han? What happened to that?" Right. <laughs> Han was their buddy. He was part of the family. Right. Yeah. So, well, it's like a Vegeta situation, right? I mean, like, who did Vegeta kill? Uh, tons of people. Well, aren't they all back because Dragon Balls or whatever? Even the, even then, dude. Like, okay. Okay, if someone came up to me and was like, hey, boom, and then I die, right? <laughs> and then someone wishes me back with the Dragon Balls, and then all of a sudden this guy's like hanging out with Earth's heroes, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. I'd be like, dude, at least apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure Vegeta never did. No, I'm sure. Um, 
No, fuck that guy. Yep. I mean, he seems to be the crowd favorite, but still, well, fuck that's because he's guy. got a good arc. Yeah, everyone likes a villain, a reformed villain, even though he's still just a dickhead. I, I, but the re- the way they explain it, or rather, the way they don't explain it, sort of bugs me. Because, okay, so Vegeta is a villain, right? And then he f- he follows Goku to Namek. They both end up fighting Frieza. So then I guess they have sort of a friendship now because they have a common enemy. But then after that, for no particular reason, Vegeta stays on Earth just to hang out. And then Bulma, somewhere along the line, he, what, asked Bulma on a date or something? Or like I, Bulma asked him on a date? Um, doesn't he come back to Earth? They'll be like, hey, guys, I'm a Super Saiyan now. What? 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 Yeah, look at me. Well, there's that. But it was also something where they they used the Dragon Balls to wish everybody back that Frieza killed, but then they had to have them come back to Earth because Namek was going to blow up. So then that's how Vegeta ended up. Wouldn't on that Earth. have turned? Wait, see, I don't remember much about Dragon Ball. Wouldn't that bring back like all the Saiyans and stuff? It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, nice. I don't know. See, that's that's what I mean. It's like there's no physics there, right? Yeah, I, maybe sorta... maybe the Dragon Ball has sort of a, a statue of limitations when it comes to logic. Yeah, yeah. when it comes to life, it's like <laughs> ah, that was like 20 years ago. It's too far. Those souls are gone. Who we knows? don't want any dirty Saiyans coming back. Like, we'll, we'll just let you have this one. We can bring them back, but it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, <laughs> they come back inside out, like Ooh. in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> or what's that line from one of the Star Trek movies? Like, what, what came back wasn't human, oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, don't mess with transporters. Did we ever talk about um, how Michael B. Jordan recently said he'd be open to play Vegeta? Did we talk about that? No, but I'd like that. I guess I would. I would love that. But he's got to have the tall hair. Oh yeah, of co- yeah, totally. But yeah, that'd be pretty swell. Yeah, pretty damn swell. Would love that. I mean. He wouldn't even have. He could just, uh, just you know, change nothing from Killmonger. Same hair, <laughs> same everything. Maybe the less, less of the uh, the scarring, and then you're good to go. There was this. Uh, there's this show on YouTube that I sort of just have on as background noise nowadays, and it's like um, it's called Hot Ones. And what it is is this guy interviews. Is it the Hot Wings show? Yeah, he interviews uh, uh, actors and stuff. Ball. They eat progressively hotter food, and then the the questions get progressively more personal, uh-huh. right? And uh, he was on there, Michael B. Jordan, and he was talking about how he got a, he researched Heath Ledger's Joker for Killmonger, mm-hmm. and then he was he just put himself in like the Killmonger headspace for ha- however many months. I don't know seven months or something nine months i don't know i don't know what it was but he just said he went around kind of uh not being a dick to everybody but just the way he would walk and the way like you know like mm-hmm. he he walked with that kind of like killmonger confidence yeah and he said that like um he would notice that people were just really in- intimidated by by him. You know what I mean? They would like look away, like they'd look up at him, and then they'd look away because you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't want to fuck with this guy. I at can all. imagine people would be like, oh, I met Michael B. Jordan, but he was kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my vibranium. I don't, you know, I had a little vibranium uh, necklace, and mm. he just stole it. 
yeah, those are good interviews. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listening to an interview recently about with Paul Thomas Anderson. Apparently, he writes all of his scripts on Microsoft Word, which I get a big kick out of. Wow. This is like really. Well, I mean, I guess it goes to show that you don't need the professional software to write good scripts. Celtics or whatever, or any of those programs. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's good for formatting though, because they still need to be reformatted for the actors. Right. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine he writes his version of it, and then someone probably transcribes. He it. said that. Yeah. Then they yeah. have to. It's a big pain in the ass. But it's like, well, it's just the way I do things. I don't know. I know it sucks, but. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyways, Mike, you were telling me last week you had a bunch of movies that you were gonna piss and piss and moan about. Well, yeah, and I, you know, I'm having a little trouble uh, sort of remembering kind of what we've talked about and what we have. Last week we talked about Ready Player One for a lot of it and uh, the Marvel movies. Okay, mostly we didn't really talk about anything else. Damn. Okay, so man, if we're getting back into this, uh, what what have I seen? That's a, a really good question. I had a list. Um, let me see if I still have that on me because it's like. No, I don't. I don't think I do. Oh. Um, I know I had watched a couple animated things. God damn it! This is gonna bug me. Um, well. Oh. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, never mind. If you figured it out. Well, one of those was BFG. Oh right, the BFG. And I know we mentioned it a little bit. Yeah, we mentioned it. However, I would like to talk more yeah. about that movie. Um, I I didn't care for it. It's okay. Yeah, there was there there wasn't much going on. I I didn't think I liked John Williams' score, which kind of came through yeah. in certain certain parts. But yeah, for the most part, it was just sort of a yeah. It's it's strange. It's like it's a very like I don't know if it's a Spielberg thing, but these movies where it's like, hey, we really want you to love this kid. And either you do or you don't. But if you don't, then the movie just seems like kind of a wash. Kind of like all kid movies, though. I guess so. Or like all movies in general, I guess. If you're not into the main character's <laughs> journey, then who gives a shit? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, the cool thing was, like, I, like the Giants looked cool, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought the Giants looked cool. I... I thought it was a little anticlimactic that they just sort of, uh, and for anybody who hasn't seen BFG. Or read the book in 40 years or whatever. Right. But like, you know, they go to the queen and they have this cute little scene where they're all eating and drinking and eating and stuff. And he runs into a chandelier and it's like, okay, this is, this is adorable. This is adorable, you guys. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you think there's going to be some big thing but really all it is is they just tie up these giants, bring them over to some island, drop it. Well, they drop them into the ocean, which I thought was funny. And then they swim to some island and then that's it. Everybody's yeah, happy. That's the way the book is. Right. It's just sort of like, yep. <laughs> it kind of doesn't work in a movie. Now it's a uh, ro- roll, roll doll. Roll doll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... Another roll doll adaptation that I rewatched on the big screen recently, right before, right before, right after seeing Isle of Dogs, was uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, yeah. I hear it's not that much like the book, but still, probably not because I know that he was so pissed with the movie that he didn't want anyone to do anything. Fantastic Mr. Fox. 
He was apparently kind of uh, disappointed with he's it. He's dead. He's been dead for a long time. He didn't see that movie. Oh, okay. I guess I got bad information on that. Or maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. I don't know. Um, I just know that they hadn't made a... Uh, how do you spell his name? Yeah, he's been dead since 1990. Oh, uh, okay. So you might be thinking of some other adaptation of his. Well, all Perhaps I- it might have been the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He wasn't a big fan of that one. Oh, right. Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Sorry. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is actually more like the book, but people like it less. Yeah, yeah. I Including like the, me. I like the, the new one slightly better because uh, just because the parts where you're not in the chocolate factory in the old one suck a lot you're breaking my heart man you're breaking my heart like, i don't know it's like once you get the chocolate factory and you got fucking gene gene wilder uh, you know in your face that's all fantastic although the chocolate river looks like garbage um i've always thought that as a kid but I, uh i don't know it's like the the first half hour is boring as fuck and like goodbye or with cheer up charlie sucks it's a bad song Cheer up, Charlie. Yeah, or whatever. His mom sings it, and it's a big waste of time. Oh, uh, I mean, I mean that's great, and every I like I. It's not like I disagree with you, but I feel like, like if we were to put the two movies side by side, song wise. Oh, we're not. Well, the first, like, yeah, they, that first movie, miles ahead of of the. Yeah, of course. Well, that one's one. kind of a musical, and the second one isn't a musical. The second one has songs because the book has songs, and it's like we're doing the same songs as the book. Um, then <laughs> that's it. Well, listen, everybody. I apologize. Um, yes, that the uh, that author is long dead. Yeah, he's, you, and I believe the information I'm trying to convey is that someone was pissed off enough where they didn't where basically between Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox and BFG, there was no um, Raoul Gould. Is that how you say it? Gould doll. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Raul Gould. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Are you of Elliot Gould. I am not familiar with this guy's work. I'm sorry. You didn't read any of his shit as a kid. No, ever read like James not. and the Giant Peach or? I didn't read that. No, <sighs> I did not read that. There's one that he's like. There's like some people with. there's like pheasants or something. I forget what that one's about. Yeah, but anyways, you never saw his. Uh, his. Uh, uh, you only live twice. He wrote a James Bond movie. That's not real. No, that's true. He wrote he wrote the screenplay for You Only Live Twice. And really? uh, in exchange, uh um Ian Fleming wrote the screenplay for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fun. They're they're buds. Oh, okay. All right. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is fucking weird. I I've never seen it about, and I don't know what it is. It's about is. kidnapping children. Oh, fun. Yeah. And also there's a magic car and like little uh candies there, also whistles. Now, Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, great movie. Oh, yeah, fantastic movie. I like it better than Island of Dogs. See, I was just going to say I like Isle of Dogs more than Fantastic Mr. Fox. But it's like a marginal thing, really. It is. And, yeah. I actually, what it is, honestly, for me, is I just think um, the actual production of Isle of Dogs, I thought I was much better than... Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, not to say anything against Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I just felt like the animation hmm. of the puppets and stuff, the sets. And they just keep getting better, don't they? Yeah. I would say that's probably true just because, you know, they've learned and they keep getting better. Um, right. If it's the same studio, at least. Um, I just like how... I, I like how... The Isle of Dogs is a lot less silly than Fantastic Mr. Fox, which maybe that's why it appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
but both good. Yeah, and I also liked the more I watched Mr. Fox, the more I liked it. So I might, maybe Isle of Dogs will grow on me more. But I think both are still four star movies. Oh yeah, actually, I um, we've uh, we've seen Isle uh, my girlfriend and I we've seen Isle of Dogs twice, two times. Yeah, and I think the second time I I liked it a little bit more than the first. Yeah, I'll probably it was good. Yeah. It's very good, very good stuff. Would recommend wholeheartedly, especially like dogs. If you like dogs, even more so. Yeah. Now we don't have to go into this, but have you heard any of the criticism about Isle of Dogs? I have, and I know people. Basically, I've only read. Uh, I don't want to go into it. I have read people from Japan really like it. That's all I'm going to say. Right. I don't really want to go into it. I don't want to go into it either. But I it. You know, and hey, everybody, you can just research all this stuff on your own because I don't want to. I again, like, I I don't want to take a stance or go into it. It just it surprised me. Mm. That's all. It surprised me. But yeah, I have a friend that lives lived in Japan, and um, she was like, "Yeah, that was like really interesting. Like it was like they got a lot of the like the little nuance down. Oh, cool. It was kind of fun. Like the way that they that the you know the people act, like their kind of hand gestures and stuff. Apparently, oh, interesting. They were telling me, huh." Because, like, you know, people, like, to have different hand gestures for different things, like the way that like, you count on fingers and kind of, kind of stuff, uh, apparently. I thought it was, it was like, oh, cool, nice little attention to detail. Yeah. Anyways, I saw another movie that uh, is making a bit, of, is a bit of controversy in mostly one country, and that's The Death of Stalin. Oh, okay. So we've both seen that. Yeah, we've both seen that, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? I loved it. Really? I loved it. I love history, though, so it's kind of like, oh, it's like history, but funny. Now, did you... Okay, so I I, I felt like it started out with a lot of momentum, and then just by the end, by the time you reached the end of the movie, it, it sort of tonally changed, like, and, and I can't tell if it was intentional or not. Do you know what I'm saying? Kinda. I don't know. I felt well. I guess I was sort of engrossed by the the, the history of it all. So sure. Oh no, the history is great. So I yeah. didn't notice any kind of shift. But like as the movie was starting, I was like, oh man, this is like really like kind of like a weird kind of um, slapstick version of of telling these events. It, it almost like was. It almost reminded me of uh, a movie, another movie I rewatched recently. Um, Doctor Strange Love. Oh yeah. Where it's just like everybody's like just being an asshole and like there's all this crazy shit going on and it's funny and it's like dark humor and stuff. And then by the end of the movie it felt like it was just a serious movie. I thought there was still some funny moments by the end. I I I I felt like the amount of jokes per minute were fairly consistent. They were just sort of darker jokes. Right. Like in my audience, the audience I saw it with, like at the end um the uh the 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 chief of secret, the secret police was like guards help and like you see like the wide shot with the guards are outside the windows and everyone's <laughs> like ha 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 cuz they can't hear him right. that kind of stuff like the, that like itty like little little jokes like that yeah yeah but the, i think yeah it was more front loaded with humor though there's a lot of really good moments like the part where <laughs> stalin's son's got the gun and they spent like a minute just wrestling with him <laughs> that's pretty great yeah and other stuff like that i don't know i liked it a lot i thought um uh, the, all the acting was really good. Like, oh yeah, the guy that played that chief of secret police mm-hmm. was like perfect, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Got Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, always a treat. Jeffrey Tambor was really good. Oh yeah, I mean, like he's currently in the midst of controversy, but he did a good job. Really, what's his deal? He got fired from Transparent 
for stuff. Oh, interesting. Although there's a lot of things like there's like rumors that he got fired because they were looking to fire him for any reason. And I don't know. Huh. Doesn't matter. Look it up if you want. Yeah. Well, you know, just getting back to the Wes Anderson stuff. Sorry, I don't mean to bounce around. Um, just for the record, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox costed $40 million, mm-hmm. and they got back $46 million. In America. Oh, it just domestically? Yeah. Okay. Probably. All right. Well, anyways. Um, but yeah, Death of Stalin, like, definitely not, definitely not, uh... Definitely not a movie I did not like. I thought it was good. It just didn't, um, like, you know, when we do our next top 10 movies, it probably won't be on it. Well, yeah. Well, but yeah. yeah but it was, it was, it was worth seeing. Uh, no, I was, I, I, uh, I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, I just was quite, quite happy with it. Yeah. I just remembered a movie that I had mentioned, I wanted to mention last time, but I didn't have a chance oh, to. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Sausage Party? No, I haven't. Uh, the way you're, sh- everyone's shaking his head. <laughs> it's giving me a very flat face. Listen, man. Um, I I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. You know what I mean? But it's probably one of uh, one of my least favorite movies I've seen in a while. In a in a long while. Wow. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with crude humor because crude humor is fine, but when you feel like a movie is trying way too hard to have that, you know Mm. what I mean? And and it's like at the sacrifice of like characters and at the sacrifice of plot, Mm -hmm. that's when it's a problem. And that's what this movie felt like. Yeah, that's where I kind of felt from the trailers. And also that movie... um, kind of shit on its uh crew right where like they like you know put the crew through the ringer and then wouldn't credit them right they yeah. believe and so fuck it fuck them yeah no i i and it was one of those things where i was like you know what it's been a little while now it, like it's on netflix like i feel like i'm not hurting anybody by watching this mm-hmm. you know despite that controversy right mm-hmm. so like i i was just curious and I, it's like man i just want to see if it was actually good like if it was an actually like a successfully good movie and like it there's so much there's so there's it it it's like there's so much to say that it's impossible to even like get into it really you know you have to write an essay you need a video essay it's one of these things where i feel like if i was like in the age range of 13 to 17 i probably would have laughed my fucking balls off right so crude just laughed crude humor yeah you know what i mean just laughed them right off right but like I just when this movie came out, I remember it was it was one of those things where it was like, oh man, they're finally making a movie for adults. And then you see the trailer for it and you're like, well, uh, maybe. <laughs> it's like they're just kind of saying fuck a lot. And that's what it was. Yeah. All it was was just characters saying fuck a lot and like getting high a bunch and like you're supposed to just think it's funny and like you know it's just like uh, whatever mm, yeah. whatever that's a pity <laughs> no i wish there was more oh I mean, and it was also racist it was a very racist film oh that's not fun yeah 
Um, I mean, like, Isle of Dogs is a good adult animated movie. Yeah. No, I agree. Kids that... would not like Isle of Dogs. No. Dog is his ear ripped off. Yeah. And the art style is kind of creepy for kids. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I know some people would refuse to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox because they didn't like the art style. And I was like, no, you got to watch it. And then they did. And they caved hard because now it's like their favorite movie. Right. Yeah. It so. is. You know, it's interesting to be deterred by a movie based on its medium. Well, it's like art direction. It's I can see that even live action movies can have bad art direction. They're like, eh. Like movies that are like, oh, it's like. The lighting's all red for some reason. It gives me... I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Someone was complaining that that show AP Bio, which I've never seen, but, like, I saw a uh, breakdown the other day of, like, it's, like, why is this show... Like, I like the show, but why is it, like, everything's teal? Like, oh. I, and I saw some screenshots of it. It's, like, yeah, it's got this weird kind of 1920s color teal and red kind of color uh, scheme to it. It looks kind of huh. like that one scene from uh, The Aviator. Yeah. It's like, huh, that's odd. So, you know, it can be off-putting sometimes to have artistic choices like that. Now, is it, was it, it like, is this through color correction or is Probably. it just like the sets that they... Could be both. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, I saw, I just, I've never seen AP Bio and I just saw some pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, it is kind of odd because it doesn't look like the kind of show that would have a really stylized color scheme. Right. But like, yeah, I can see why. I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think, I think you should give movies a chance regardless. Sure, but, yeah. Um, I can see why at like, you know, at the offset people be like, oh, I don't know." Like um well one of my least favorite things though branching off of this is that people who confuse animation with art style. Oh. Cuz I'm like I, I I saw a lot of people back in what was it 2000 and 2012 they were like, "Man, Paranorman's got really bad animation." I'm like, "Uh, no, it's got great animation." <laughs> I think you're confusing that with art direction. Because I, it's the same kind of thing where people don't understand how animation works if it's not in a drawing. And so it's like, well, if it's a bad drawing, it's, you know, bad animation, right? No. But if it's stop motion or CG and it looks unappealing, it's like, oh, like, it's not a drawing, but it's still bad animation. It's, it, it's, it, One, yeah. it, it annoys me. And I know what they're trying to say. And I'm not faulting them for not knowing exactly how things work. But it's just a little like, it's like, I just wish, I just want to correct you. Well, and that's the thing. You could break it down very simply into like, hey, guys, one thing is a concept. The other thing is like technical. It's like a technique. You know what I mean? Like animation is the act of. Yeah. It's, right. It's and, motion. Yeah. It's, it's the illusion of it's the illusion of motion. Yeah. And then the other is like how it looks and how it feels or well, not how it feels, but how it looks you know the, the yeah it's the established physics of the universe then therefore the animation team has to carry yeah. through with right yeah so the animation's a character like basically animation's acting and, and movement essentially. yeah that's what animation all boils down to in the very simplest of terms and there's like principles and stuff that's actually kind of simple right yeah um but yeah it's fun i always found it very amusing where like because you know i work in cg and um like my parents do not get it. Oh. Mean, they might now, but at the time, like when I was first learning out, they're like, "So, so where do you like draw the characters?" And like, "No, you don't. It's uh, it's in the computers. It's all like, it's like, it's like, you got, like so you have a pen, right? Like, no, there's no pens. It's all on the keyboard. <laughs> like that comes right, like, yeah. So basically, the easiest way to convey what CG is to people, I, I've discovered, is like, you know how stop motion works? Like, it's like you got like a little puppet and you move it around. It's like that, but inside a computer. That's yeah, it. that's it. Yeah. 
and that's still kind of confusing to people who don't really understand the interface, I guess. But that's these. It's like you gotta like you know you want to build a city. Yeah, gotta physically build that only inside this computer. Well, and you know, <laughs> try explaining uh, what is it, the graph editor or whatever. Oh yeah. Try explaining that to well, somebody. You, yeah. you shouldn't need to go and explain graph editors to people who if they just want to know the basics. Well, that's true. Yeah, I I was I mean with the very few with the the very small like experience I've had with 3d animation, which was just like, you know, a couple semesters in college. Like the one thing that really boggled me was the graph editor. But then once you get it, you're like, Oh shit. Like this is actually a really nice tool. Even flash is a graph editor. Do they? Yeah. (laughs) Talk about the timeline or no, there's like an actual graph editor. Is there really? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? There's a graph editor. I forget how to access it. It's been a while since I've used Flash. Okay. But you can edit curves, animation curves in Flash. Well, you could do like tweens and then... Wait, are we, is, is that for, what you're talking about? Or? It, well, it's all between, it's all the keyframes. I mean, the graph editor is you're editing... The keyframes and the, the tweens. In the graph editor, that. you're editing the tweens and keyframes also. That's I all suppose, it's for. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. No, that's... No, you're right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Um. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gets it very complicated. <laughs> Ral Gould. <laughs> I hope that's that should be the name of this episode. Ral Gould. Ral Gould. <laughs> I know someone listening to this is going to kill it's me. It's rolled doll. So it's, yeah, it, not, there's one person that listening to this that's going to kill me. So not Raul Gould. Ral Gould. Razal Gould. Razal Gould. <laughs> I want to hear. <laughs> I want to know his kids' stories. What, Raz al Ghul? Yeah, I want to know what well, Raz al Ghul would write for, for a oh, kid's Oh, I book. thought it was like, well, if you just read Batman and Robin, can you see what his kid's story is? Or, yeah. Oh, no. I'm just saying, like, what kind of weird metaphors he'd try to use to, like, you know, push his agenda. Oh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. On depopulating the planet. Or I don't whatever. think, I think he's not, he's the kind of the person who wouldn't tell kids stories. He'd just be like, go the fuck to sleep. Right, yeah. He just. You got ninja training in the morning. I'm out. Expose them to the ugly world. Right away. That really, you know what bummed me out about Damien? Mm-hmm. About uh, da- Damien Wayne, the fourth Robin. Damien Wayne, the fourth Robin. He's Bruce Wayne's son. But what bummed me out about it, and I'm sure I've gone in this, into this before, but he's like a test tube baby, isn't he? Yeah. And that's dumb. It's that's really dumb. It's just to make the timeline make sense. It's like, well, how, like, you know, how does Batman have like a, a 12 year old kid? Give it's just because uh, test tubes and accelerated growth or something. Give Batman some vulnerability where it's like, hey, Batman did it with Talia. Well, she got pregnant. She, did, she had this of. baby. You know what I mean? Don't make it like a fucking. I don't remember how it works. I forget I if she did know. have the baby and then put it in a test tube to grow it faster or what. But that would be super weird. The whole thing's weird. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's comic books. Hey, if anybody has any more information on Damien, uh, give us some uh, comments. Uh, I want to know if this is a test tube baby or if, you know, Batman slipped one through the goal. I forget. Uh, I've been, it's been a while since I read those. Yeah. Um, I tend only to read a lot of things once. Same here. Who's got the time? Yeah. Um, what was I thinking? Oh, well. Yeah, so we're all Gould. I've... <laughs> 
Have you seen um, A Quiet Place yet? No, and I told you I probably won't until That's it comes right. out on the videos. Yeah, I, I really want to see that. Um, it is actually a horror movie I wanted. I actually think I will see it because it's not. It's less of a thriller, like you know, oh, tense jump sense. scares and shit. Yeah, and, and more of a like a ooh, it's just weird and creepy, spooky. It's called The Endless. The Endless. And it comes out. I think it comes out to one of the Lamleys next week. Really? I saw the trailer. This looks pretty weird. I hear it's very Lovecraftian, very kind of ooh, the unknown ooh. Huh. And that kind of appeals to me. It's got an awesome poster. Google search the poster for the endless, like type the endless movie. Okay. And it's got a, it's got a, a bomb ass poster. I'd say. Okay. Um. So we're looking at this poster right here. Ooh, that looks pretty nice. Hey, for anybody looking for a good time, you should go ahead and uh, Google image search the endless movie poster. Yeah, so I was like, that's a cool poster, and it did what yeah. it did what the poster should do, where it got me interested, and then I uh, watched the trailer, and the trailer's like, well, that's pretty weird, and so I'll go see it. Yeah. It's funny. You click on the link for this, and it, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of reminds me of like Annihilation a little. Right. And Annihilation yeah. might be my, my favorite movie of the year so far, so. Uh, I... For me, it's third. Oh, I haven't, I haven't made a list like that. I don't know. I, I yeah. have to look back at it, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, um, I mean, right now, just I mean, just eyeballing my or just spitballing here. I'd say my number one favorite right now is Isle of Dogs, followed by Black Panther, followed by Annihilation. I mean, it doesn't count because it was last year movie, so I'm grouping it with last year. But the best movie I saw in this year was Phantom Thread by a long shot. I love that movie. It was a great movie. I saw it twice. Um, yeah, you know, it's. It, uh, Still think about it. Great movie. Once a week. Um, but I'd say the the my favorite movie of within the last year. Oof. Well, not within. I mean, like that. Well, I saw Phantom Thread in 2018, so oh, it's last okay. year's movie. But I saw it this gotcha. year. Okay, gotcha. So if, of yeah. 2018, it's probably the best movie I've seen. But I guess yeah, it doesn't that, really count. That I'm not whole gonna... overlap, you know, things yeah. coming out at Christmas, and then yeah. So I won't put it on any top 10 list because I amended my top 10 list to put it square at the top of yeah. last year. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a hard question. Nothing really this year. I think Annihilation is probably still the one that kind of left me the most like, oh yeah. It was cool. Movie. It was cool and different. Um, I think with this year, as we've mentioned, I mean, I think this year has been a little weak. It's only May, so far. It's only April. It's kind of to say only April. Yeah, to judge a year, I think for for the year before April, it's been pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I last like, year like, by this time we had Logan, and we also had Get Out, and like those movies. I didn't see Get Out at that time. Fucking amazing movies. Yeah, Logan's um, not that amazing. You know, I, I gotta tell you, man. When I when I first saw it, I didn't think so. But you know, I don't know, Logan. Uh, like I really, really liked Logan, but I was, I'm, you know, the second half of that movie was not as strong as the first half, I think. Um, but the first half was some A one steak sauce, prime time, and you know, must see, must see movie, yeah. shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, as, as in terms of like movies that I've seen as of late. I think that's about cover. That about covers it. We, um, I was trying to slip in 
watching Jumanji before we film before we recorded this, but I, uh, I, I didn't have a chance. Jungle? Yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to watch uh, well, that. Well, well, it'll probably be uh, ne- next next episode or something. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. You'll see. It. It's fun. It's fun. That's you know that's the thing, man. I just you know I just want to have a good time. It's like a breezy two and a half out of four movie. You know, and I hear Black is back in that movie. Jack Black. Yeah, I hear he's back. Jack Black in a big way, in a real <laughs> well, big way. Leave? He's kind of always been around. He's had his lows. I don't know. He's, he's had his dips. When's his dip? Like uh, Goosebumps. Gulliver's Travels. Well, that yeah, but this we're talking about a post Goosebumps Jack Black. He's still he's riding that Goosebumps high. That's true. Yeah, Goosebumps. He, yeah, invigorated his career that Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's going to be in Goosebumps 2, they announced, and they keep changing the title of that because it was going to be Horrorland. Now it's Slappy's Revenge or something. Slappy's Revenge. <laughs> and then. Oh, uh, that's that little puppet thing, yeah, right? And then uh, also voiced by Jack Black. And then uh, he's going to be in that Eli Roth kids movie. Eli Roth kids movie? I think we saw the trailer for it before okay. Brady Player One. It's like, it's the weird house with clocks oh. on the walls or whatever. You know, is that an original screenplay, or what the hell is that? I don't know. It kind of looks fun, but at the same time, it's like, why is Eli Roth doing like a weird kids movie? Like, I don't, yeah. like I, I'm suspicious. Well, and I, and I remember when we were watching that trailer, it, it was like a uh, a clock on the wall or something. The name of the movie is like a clock on the wall yeah, or something. it sounds fun. But, well, folks at home, Eli Roth is director of that <laughs> And also Cannibal Holocaust, or no, what's the, no, not that old one. It was the Green Inferno, the other cannibal movie, and Hostel. So kind of a weird departure. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, you get the kids and have a movie day, movie marathon day, where you watch those three and everybody's going to have a good time. Maybe he's like uh, doing the Robert Rodriguez thing. It's like, I'll make like, you know, El Mariachi and Dust Till Dawn and I'll make Spy Kids. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what I notice is a lot of directors, once they have kids, they kind of want to like do a movie for their kid mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? It's like they want because they'll be doing all that adult shit and they'll be like, man, like I really want to do a movie that like, you know, little Timmy can watch because like I want to be proud of his dad. So then they go and do a clock on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good, though. It looks pretty cool. I mean, it's very. Yeah. Intriguing. So I will. Hopefully, I'll, I'll, that's a, I'll probably, I might see it. We'll see. I don't Someone know I, recently mentioned that Jack Black should play Mario in a Super Mario Brothers live action movie. You could voice him also. I could picture that. I really am interested in seeing what that what happens with that Illumination Mario movie because I really think it's going to end up like just like not not anything what I think it's going to be. I have one tear. I have a, I have a tear already ready to, to leave my eyes. Mm-hmm. For when that movie comes out. And hey, in the perfect world, it's just going to be a Mario movie. But me thinks, hey, if I'm making a bet right now, Alex, me thinks it's going to be, hey, this kid, he's just down on his luck. But you know what he loves? Playing Mario Brothers. His parents don't understand him, all this other stuff. Bullies beat him up. And then he goes to the arcade, he plays Mario Brothers, and then he gets sucked into the Mario Brothers world, and then we're seeing the Mario Brothers world through this kid. How great would it be if it was nothing like that? And it uh, yeah. was actually, it's like, in Mario and Luigi are having adventures, so it's time for Waluigi to take the spotlight, and it's this Waluigi's movie. Oh my god, I would love that. It's wow! And it's a hard R. <laughs> no, it doesn't need... No, hey, Ohio. It's a hard PG thirteen because you know they're always like they're just stealing cookies or whatever the fuck they do. But still, <laughs> stealing cookies. 
I always bothered me how in those Mario, <laughs> those Mario uh, like platformers, the side-scrolling ones that support four players, it's always like Mario and Luigi and two fuck-all toads. Like, where's Wario and Waluigi? <laughs> Come on! I think they've made some rule a long time ago where they're like, well, guys, you know, there's certain characters we're never going to have in the primary primary Mario games. Wario and Waluigi. Yeah, you can unlock their costumes in Mario Odyssey. Really? It's just their colors. Huh. But, like, that's it. Like, it's like, it's just like, yeah, Waluigi's been regulated to being a fucking tennis player. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. That's the he has only parties, time he shows plays up. plays tennis, he drives cars, he doesn't do shit. No, I agree. Yeah. Wario has his own game, also not featuring Waluigi. Yeah. Wario has his own series of minigame things, and he was also the boss of Mario uh, Land 2. I know. Yeah. He is, like, see, I don't know, man. I don't even know Wario's deal. I don't even understand what the fuck he is. I think he's supposed to steal shit. Why? But who wakes up in the morning and is like, you know what, random plumber, I'm going to be the opposite of you we're not brothers we're not even related or anything i'm just gonna be like the 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 <laughs> the alcoholic uh opposite version of you yeah it's weird the problem with the mario universe uh as it stands currently is that all the characters are pretty much blank slates yeah and they have like characteristics but they don't really have backstories or like lives and right. they're not like really characters well, it's a, it's a franchise, I think, that refuses to grow up. Well, I don't think they need to, though. That's the thing. Is that they right. keep it so blank that they're like, hey, Mario and his friends are racing cars. Why? Who gives a fuck? And then, then yeah. they can get away with that concept, which is what you want. Those games are exactly the, what they need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's just, if you're a kid, you can go into this, this happy, fun world where clouds have eyes and no one cares. I think the <laughs> yeah the risk I think is when you get too much into them as characters, you become Sonic the Hedgehog, which is bad. Yeah, you don't want to become Sonic the Hedgehog. And if you like Sonic the Hedgehog, that's fine. But those games are bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't played a Sonic the Hedgehog game since I, uh, Adventure Two. I think they're finally starting to get better. See, everybody always says that, and then all of a sudden there's just this sharp turn with a game that doesn't work, and then all of a sudden they're just down on their luck again, it seems. Yeah, well, actually, that's probably true for every... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. But the people like Sonic Mania. That's Is that the newest? Yeah, it's like a, two, it's a return to form 2D1. I complained about it, how it's, like, it's kind of sad where your big... Like, you know, your big We're Coming Back is just a remake, not a remake, but a a mechanical remake of your old games, more or less. Well, yeah, and and you're just treading on a trend that Nintendo already did. But people like that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Sonic is a lot different than Mario, but it'd be like, I don't know. It's like, oh, man, I really love Halo. It'd be great if, like, we went back to, like, how basic Halo 1 was. (laughs) Although Halo works pretty well by itself. That's a bad example. Because kind of the base Halo is a very strong basic game. You could pretty much do what Halo One did again and still be great. So never mind, cancel that. Or they just go back to the graphics of yeah of Halo well, One. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, these are the graphics that everybody liked. So we're gonna we're gonna go back to that. This one sold the most, <laughs> therefore it must be the graphics. <laughs> Man, I miss Halo. Halo Five was a bit of a stinker. Oh of, really? Was, the story mode, oh. the campaign was a bit of a bit of a wet sandwich, and the. Yeah. Multiplayer was a lot more fun than 4, though. Actually, yeah, it was probably the most fun I've had since 3. I didn't like Reach. This is multiplayer very much. 4 was okay. 5 was a lot of fun. I put mm-hmm. like a year's worth of playtime into 5. Like a year's worth of picking it up occasionally. 
Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. And then I just stopped because other things came out. Right. It's a good game. I mean, more or less. But, that, yeah, that story pull up mode was just a, uh, just, a, just a not all there. It felt like it was kind of, they might have started with one idea and scrapped it halfway through. It just didn't feel. Oh, out. really? Yeah. Maybe. Also because the marketing was like nothing like what the game was. And usually, so I feel like they might have started marketing it and then been like, "We gotta change this or something." I don't know. Was it the same studio? Yeah, it's the. There's only eight. There's one studio that does Halo games. Right. Well, I mean, it was Bungie, but then it was. Yeah, and then Bungie took, uh, took their ball and went to make Destiny, which nobody likes. Right. Well, people probably like it, but nobody on the internet likes it. And mm-hmm. uh, then Three Four Three Industries three, was, four, three. was created to make Halo, and uh, I think Halo Four has got my favorite story campaign of the Halo series. And five is one of the better multiplayers. So eventually, they'll—I f- hope that eventually they'll just sort of mush them together and make a really satisfying experience. Mm. Well, as long as you learn from the last, you know, as long as you learn from the last game you made, right? Yeah. So. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's just uh, hopefully maybe it'll come out this year because it's usually one Halo game every three years, but they haven't said anything. Oh wow. Hmm. Microsoft has been a bit of a bit of trouble in that they re- they announce games way too early. They announce games like two years before they're ready, and then they come out, and like all the hype has been dead. Oh, I think what people are beginning to learn is that you sh- there's nothing wrong with re- with announcing a game a few months before it comes out. It's being like what happened with like Fallout Four was like, guess what, everyone, Fallout Four, fuck yeah, and like it came out like six months later, and they were mm-hmm. able to keep that hype train rolling for six months as opposed to having been like, oh my god, guys, uh, whatever this game is, can you believe it? And then like having nothing to show for a year. Oh yeah. And the next E3 being like, it's still being made, trust us, and then nothing to show for a year. You know, right. it's a it's a bad way of, of generating hype. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It, there's there's definitely a, a a very um specific amount of time that you should be advertising something for before it comes out. And yeah, a year is way too long. Yeah. Like just imagine if you put out an album and like the hit song off the album came out a year before the album did. By the time the album comes out, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Also, I don't really like the secrecy involved in video games. There's always like this thing where like people love like, guess what? We're working on like new Tomb Raider, boom, and like they drop like that. Like you know, when movies are like, this movie's in production. Like, oh man, can you believe they're making a sequel? There's no hiding it. Right. Yeah. This is like a Cloverfield movie, um, but most video games are like, you know, it's like the like, oh, we don't know this game's coming out until like you know right before when it's announced E3 or sometimes even a few months before it comes out. It's like, guess mm. what? Tomb Raider's come back. Suck it. It's like, oh, wow. Like, oh, secrets. It's like, I wish they would just say, hey, we're starting a new Tomb Raider. But then game development takes so long. It's such a thing. It's it's so tricky. I don't know. And because g- gamers are a fickle bunch who, yeah, you know, get pissed off when they don't get their thing right now. Right. Well, because, you know, if we're talking like a big teenage audience of, uh, of like, you know, maybe little twerps, right? <laughs> like... Those kinds of gamers, right? Where it's like, hey, dude, you have all this teenage angst and just, like, chill out, man. So often you see people who are like, guess what, guys? We're giving you free content. Do you want some more free content? Um, and people will be like, it's not that much content, though. This sucks. Right, yeah. It's like, it's free shit, man. What do you want? Yeah. You should have to turn 25 before you can play any video game. No, that's stupid. <laughs> you should be able to turn 25 before you can type on the internet. That I would, uh, you know what? Being over twenty five, I'd be totally down for that. Yeah, let those kids learn. All right, Alex, I think we're about plum at a time. Mm, plums. Yeah, 
Tasty plums. Oh, man. That reminds me I have food at home. It's not plums, but I'm hungry. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, dude. I made meatloaf. It was great. Anyways, <laughs> until uh, if you want to hear more about meatloaf, why don't you write into the Film Tested Voyage at filmtestedvoyage.com, filmtestedvoyage at gmail.com, Facebook. It's this new thing. Yeah, you heard about it. Apparently, it's going down the tubes, but hey, we're riding the storm out. So, <laughs> facebook.com slash whatever. Yeah, and uh, listen, everybody, we're part of a bigger podcast network, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. Um, you can catch all the Let Me Listen podcasts on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. Hey, uh, leave us some comments. Leave us some ratings. We want to hear from you. We want to be your friend. Be our friend, too. Yeah. 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 Um, anyways, not saying goodbye, just saying What's that? Isn't there like a there's a, some some language where it's not goodbye? It's like see you later or whatever. Whatever. Bye. <laughs>